funny because I feel like the first half of this movie is just the whole plot is like Rithik is really sexy. Like that's that's yeah. the whole first plot of the movie. Like every girl falls head over heels over him. It's um obviously hilarious for many reasons. And then that Ik Polka Gina like dancing sequence, like that was so oh, iconic with it. So classic. The, the mesh shirt was ridiculous. <laughs> Have you rocked mesh shirts, Samir, in your day? I haven't had the confidence to rock a mesh shirt. <laughs> and even though I didn't wear the mesh shirts, I remember when that movie came out on, uh, I was in India. I watched it in India. I was like visiting my family and that Ik Polka Gina song was like on ZTV, that music video, like, ad nauseum it was on all day they would play it literally every 20 minutes and so i like learned the dance like i could do the oh. whole thing and you know that's like me when i was like 10 years old you know i, I usually save my fun facts for the end but an interesting fact actually that kind of touches on that is um he actually was very shy when he came onto onto set huh. and he originally when they first were filming this movie obviously it's his debut role so for anyone who has a dad that is rakesh roshan would be <laughs> a little nervous going on to a big production, but uh, we know him as a dancer. I think a lot of us know Rithik Roshan as a fluid dancer, and I, I love his dance moves. He couldn't do it. He is a star that we, I mean, on the outside, we see him as one of the biggest stars in Bollywood. Mm-hmm. But internally, it's like he has this sense of like, I'm not good enough yet mm-hmm. type of thing. You could see that in like other aspects of the movie because like him shaking the hand became iconic, but that's him yeah. trying to hide I his stuff. Yeah, yeah so like he keeps yeah. doing that and like when he's writing on the sand so it's very fascinating to see like insecurity and then now in war it's just like he just has like a 45 second scene where he's like super buff and walks out with yeah. a helicopter every yeah. hour he went wild for him <laughs> yeah so it's like interesting to see that shift yeah i think he's objectively good looking but you know if we had to really go deep into it i mean he represents a western beauty standard that hadn't been represented yet in Bollywood where, you know, at a young age, we could almost like subconsciously be like, I could show this guy to like a girl in my class. And she would say that he's hot, you know, as opposed to before where it's like, ah, this guy looks like your uncle, you know, it's like, (laughs) it became this thing of like, listen, we have a seat at the table too. We can be good looking too, but on your terms of what good looking is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I, I totally have had that same situation happen. So. So usually we uh, we go through the category, like we basically have categories that we talk about the movie through. We'll probably talk more about characters and Rithik and where this is in the history. Um, but I'll just start off asking asking the question we usually ask, which is, Samir, how did you feel about this movie? Like, what are your two minute feelings? We usually ask, is it was it PR or was it Nefrat? <laughs> I, it was, you know, for me, it was PR from, you know, when I first saw it. And I think then maybe as I, I don't think it quite holds up in the same way. I think when you see a movie that in a very formative moment in your life, it has emotional things you can't disattach it from. And the plot line is interesting. I I feel like it was something that I hadn't quite seen. And so I was riveted by it for many reasons and some of which maybe I'm not very comfortable with now as maybe a more self-aware person was you know especially with the beauty standards everything that we're talking about but there were many things to love about this movie at like you know 11 years old yeah you learned the whole dance um, yeah. <laughs> i well i so i rewatched this yesterday and i felt a similar weird like 
I don't like it felt like one of the few movies that we've done on this podcast where I'm like kind of in the middle because the the plot is wild and it's there's no it's like interesting because in a lot of the masala movies there's every type of genre right like that's in a way that's what the avengers are trying to do in hollywood where you get the witty cracks and that sort of stuff you don't have any witty cracks here you're just laughing at the ridiculousness of the plot there is no funny character so i was like is this ridiculous but then every time a song would come on there'd be like a little bit of magic where i'd be transported to like a younger version of myself so if we were just picking the sound it would definitely be PR if it was like when I was my younger self, a hundred percent. But some of the movie, I, I don't know how I feel about it. What do you yeah. think, Cody? Yeah, I I kind of had a very similar feeling. I mean, I watched this literally thirty minutes ago. <laughs> when you explain the plot in a short two sentence, three sentence explanation, it sounds crazy. Yeah. And the movie is crazy. I mean, the the first half is one movie, the second half is a totally different movie, in my opinion. And they somehow blend it together and. It's not a classic Bollywood in my eyes at the time. I mean, they, they kill off yeah. basically the main character yeah. in the first hour and 30 minutes of the movie. They bring on a totally That's new That's a ballsy movie. It's a very Did it before Game yeah, of Thrones. Super yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super ballsy. Um, but in, in my opinion, one, the movie was too long. Um, I feel like towards the end of it, I was like, all right, like, well, we can move on. Like, kind of get what's going on. But like my brother said, um songs is what always ties me back to the past just being a musician just like the whole process of making music for bollywood is so fascinating to me it's such a different organic body and those stand those songs most definitely stand alone and it's hard because like now i have you know my adult hat on and, and it's when you make a film like this it's just like there's so many things outside or you make any piece of art it's like there's so many things outside of it that make it success you know and this movie was just like it was just this moment where all of us and the millennials like we were starting to have opinions and ideas about these movies and in some ways it drew us a whole new generation of people into the cinema definitely i I will say the the more you talk and the more we analyze this movie this movie even further i think it's gonna i'm gonna start to like it more and more (laughs) i mean you're 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 hitting some points that i my small brain was not thinking of when I was watching no, this movie. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think for me, it was just such a core memory that that's why it like, and then with time thinking about it and, and obviously with American Bollywood and everything that I'm trying to do with music, like the music that I'm making, it like obviously just kind of ties in really yeah. um, to all of it. That's why we wanted to yawn. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let Aniket hit it. Maybe, maybe some, uh, I'll let, I'll let Aniket do it. <laughs> I was gonna ask yeah, you well, to do it. <laughs> no, I, I feel like we it's too much pressure on the guests to do something that we as weird with as what I'm allowed to do, but not a good mic, so <laughs> Yeah. Um well it's time to grab your tries and bin some Bollywood. Ah, 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 time to binge some Bollywood. <laughs> With your favorite bros and Samir Gadia. <laughs> that was good. I love it. <laughs> Later, Ariket also, what we usually do, I don't know if Ariket wants to do it this time, is Ariket will sing like five seconds of the song so we remember what the tune is like. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe you could have, you I, I was practicing before. I was practicing before, so. <laughs> A lot of pressure on Ariket this time. So we usually talk about like the Mirchi meter, which is basically like how spicy was this movie? 
in this movie is like spicy and not good ways. I still don't understand <laughs> like the skirt scene where he just no context is like no explanation. He's like, I need you to take your skirt off. He doesn't explain that it's for a flag. There's no I don't understand why he does that. And luckily she's wearing a skirt underneath the skirt. So like there's definitely some spicy stuff there and the whole beach stuff. Like I remember as a kid, I was like, it was one of those like you gotta not pay attention to that close your eyes moments. <laughs> yeah. So there's it's definitely spicier than some of the other older Bollywood movies that we've done. I don't know if you guys had thoughts on that. Yeah. It's most definitely spicy, but still like kinda like PG. Still kinda still soft, Bollywood. you know, but yeah. still Bollywood, but a whole different version of it, you know, because the people are all of a sudden very sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I will say, I mean, for us, um uh a way to determine if the movie is spicy or not is if they kiss at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a little peck on the lips um, right after the island. So in my eyes, it's automatically <laughs> spicy. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the beach scene, I remember I remember watching it now and thinking, am I allowed to watch this myself? <laughs> I get like really overly analytical about things. Like this is where my head goes. So like the, the shipwreck scene, the beach, there's a Tagore the Rindranath Tagore book called The Shipwreck. And it, it's like about a boat, the, a wedding boat that gets beached on a shore. And then there's kind of like a switch of places uh, of the women who are supposed to be getting married and there's a switch of life and uh, they fall in love on the beach. So I like think about, I wonder if like they actually tried to go for that. Like even like the skirt scene, like with the skirt underneath the skirt, there's the, the disrobing of Draupadi and like the Mahabharata where like yeah. they take off her sari and it just yeah. keeps going. I don't know if they're, they meant to do that or if it was just a weird gag. I don't know. There's probably some drugs <laughs> going on too when they're making a movie. Yeah. I, I would <laughs> guess it's a weird gag. But I, <laughs> I, I will say, I don't know if this is where you're on the right podcast, by the way, if you're super analytical about stuff, so this is great. <laughs> Um, but am I, I like started thinking very highbrow stuff too. Like I was thinking about like Vertigo and like all these other movies. I'm like, it's just riffing on so much of like, it feels like to me of classic Hollywood. But then yeah. while I was watching it and seeing what they were doing, I was like, it might just be me imposing because like, I don't think <laughs> like some of the, I don't think they thought about it. They just were, did another line of Coke and they were like, what yeah. should we have them do next? You know? yeah. I think that's what it felt like sometimes. Totally. I guess that's the thing, you know, with most art, in general, like, you know, and I even have this happen sometimes with me with, you know, certain lyrics that aren't supposed to mean certain things and people want to add their meaning to it. I think that's what makes it cool, you know, because it's possible that they had no intention behind this at all other than let's make this a soap, the longest soap opera Bollywood movie thing that we could do for the new generation. You know, Let's get a superstar to do this, you know, um, you never know. I will I will say one example of this for from Young the Giant is I have this whole relationship with the song camera that I can't even mm-hmm. explain to you. Like I if, even if I tried to, I'm like, I can't. Like it's about my life. <laughs> which it's not. Uh-huh. Like you wrote it. Um so <laughs> it is cool like that things take on like that sort of weird you know, like when yeah. art goes to the audience, it becomes the audience's in some way. The audience oh. meets it halfway, which is mm-hmm. which even for like crazy Bollywood movies like me and Anika talk about, like there is that us meeting at halfway, which is interesting. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that too. Yeah. It's, it's actually funny that you say camera because for me, it's darkest shade of blue. Oh, I love that. I, I couldn't tell you what about that song 
I couldn't tell you any like what about that song makes me feel the way I feel every time I listen to it, but sometimes I, I listen to it when I go to bed. That's great. It just puts me in a place of yeah. But <laughs> I love that. it's it's funny because it's I feel like we're back in Northwood in like Emery's AP English class right now. <laughs> um, like analyzing and it, it makes me love it so much more because this is I mean, this is what me and my brother do. We analyze the hell out of Bollywood movies yeah. and movies in general. So I love that. <laughs> um well we can actually I feel like we kind of we kind of been talking about this over the course of, of, of our conversation, but we tend to split up what we think the most Bollywood scenes are of a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so my brother made a preliminary list of what he thinks the most Bollywood scenes, scenes that basically just have every possible Bollywood trope you could have. So I don't know if you wanted to go through yours. Yeah. So here are my nominees, um, Samir and Aniket. So you can add some at the end. Um, okay. The first one is the initial bike scene where he sees Amisha Patel, um, which is just funny because she also just flips her hair like three times in a row <laughs> for no reason. And I don't know if she's laughing at a joke the chauffeur made or what's happening there. Um, but that scene is a good one because it it's a BQ, but it also happens like four other times. Like she keeps seeing him on the bike for whatever reason. So I got to think there's some motif they're playing with there. I didn't understand the motif, but um, okay. the second is when they get drunk and get stranded on the beach and she just acts like a crazy person like she's trying to be jane in a tarzan myth like i don't know what's happening there um the third is the new zealand all the new zealand stuff is so fun like it, it's really my favorite so all the new zealand stuff up until uh when she meets rithik and he you know does the famous handshake um yeah. the fourth one is rithik falling in love with amisha patel um <clears throat> where he says i gotta look this up oh, he says i cannot forget those eyes that held so many questions um and he's explaining how much he loves her which is like the exact thing i've said to aniket before after a hinge date uh, and the last one is the fight scene at the end because like i skip that every time but you gotta include that like that's like very bollywood that oh, yeah. solo fight scene. so those are those are my nominees did you guys have any other scenes you wanted to nominate i mean i you know i don't i think the for me, like the '90s esque kind of the meet cute of the second uh, Rithik and the heroine of like in that weird sweaty urban club with mesh shirts. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that like there's always a weird club scene. They're like, oh, like you know these young kids like they love partying, drinking Coca Cola at the clubs. You know, I don't. Um, I think that 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 has to be one. Yeah, I, I think one I would add myself um, is also similar similar vibe to the club scene but when she has her birthday party and suddenly the music goes out and the, the main character decides to sing and make up the yes the the lack That's of music that is there i mean it's such a it's such a classic bollywood thing it's like now the main character will introduce himself as the the yeah. hero and sing for everyone who suddenly didn't doesn't have power at the yeah. party i love that That's so good i love that scene because I don't know if it's implied that she's so rich she doesn't know how to blow out candles, but that's that's my interpretation. <laughs> There's literally a scene where he t- tells her to blow out the candles. I'm like, what is that? Um, yeah, that's that's a great one. Yeah, I think I I agree with you, Samir. Yeah. I think mine, my favorite or most Bollywood is definitely all the New New Zealand stuff. Where because yeah. it's like during the day, it's like apparently the biggest club in New Zealand. They go during the day. And, he just has a fanny pack with his passport hanging on his motorcycle. There's so many weird things happening in that that don't make any yeah. sense. But yeah, I think I think my f- most Bollywood scene. I think we're still on that conversation, but I would say mine is probably the 
the part where they get drunk and they get stranded on the beach. Yeah. I don't know why, but every time I see Bollywood actors try to act drunk, they like all Bollywood actors act drunk the same way, I feel like. Yeah. Um and it's never too realistic. No. But it just like every time I see any Bollywood actor drunk, it just gives me this like Wow, everyone in Bollywood acts the yeah. same way. I feel like there's like a template mm-hmm. that they're all reading from. So it's like it very slapstick, a very Bollywood scene. you know, like very slapstick, kind of like the, the Stooges or something like that. I was going to ask this later, Samir, but it's kind of a perfect time. I feel like Bollywood has a template for doing certain things. And one of them is like the way they play instruments. And I was curious if that bothered you. Like, you know, like oh, yeah. in the same year, Shah Rukh Khan does Mohabate. <laughs> And I don't know what he's yeah. doing with that violin, but like this is guitar. <laughs> like there's a lot of things where like it's hilarious. You know, like Ryan Gosling had to learn piano for long, yes. and he spent a lot of time doing that. And with Bollywood, I don't know what they're doing with their instruments. It is really interesting, right? Like I want, yeah, it's one of those same things. Like, are they doing that intentionally from for some sort of like thing to keep you in in a trance or something, or is it like they just literally don't care? I started picking up the guitar around the age of 10 or 11, like acoustic. And I would start like sort of trying to write my own songs or doing covers or whatever. And I remember that struck me too. It was like, wow, this is like most definitely not how you play guitar. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know, something about it is, just, I think they're just like anything for the laugh, right? So like, even if that like yeah. 1% is just like, what, what is this? You know, I guess it's still laughable. I think the one movie in, in recent time that, in Bollywood, that actually kills it is Unthadun. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't. Um, but it's I, outside outside of the music side. It's a fantastic movie, okay. so I would recommend that yeah, to you. You guys have to but, make me a um, list. Make me a list. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll um, but Aishman in that movie is a pianist. Um, and he actually, I don't know if he actually learned how to play piano or if he knew before, but it looks realistic. And for someone like, like I think probably you, me, my brother, like, the, the the details the small details that someone does mm-hmm. really enhances a movie for mm-hmm. me um and i feel the same way where if shark Khan's not gonna play the violin like it doesn't i don't care as much as i should or i care a little more than i should i think yeah. um because th- that intention to detail i think adds to the essence of the movie like mm-hmm. the fact that an actor cares enough to learn about what their actors or what yeah. their character is supposed to know and i think that's also like what we were raised to care about Right, like that's the millennial mm-hmm. generation are very curated. We like want everything to be realistic and like fall into the, the physics of things. Obviously, we have our fantasy movies and sci-fi and like all the escapism that is now starting to like become crazy. Maybe by Gen Z or by the boomers. I don't know who exactly is perpetrating <laughs> this, but um, I think <clears throat> in Bollywood, yeah, that it was like it was like if all of Bollywood was just Marvel. You know, and there were just like, there was like a whole other canon of films that was happening in India. There were all these like really serious, like really important directors, you know, Satyajit Ray, who like everyone references. They were doing this whole like parallel film movement where they were like really trying to show the reality of classism, the realities of like the difficulties of of, um, India or just the human experience and not just like saying, Oh, we're poor because that wasn't it. It was just like the beauty of the human experience. And, and also talking about partition, all these like really serious things that were starting to happen. But then I think Bollywood just came like, listen, you are bumming people out. Like we are here 
just to make people smile and buy tickets. And like, um, I was listening to like a smart list episode today. Have you guys listened to smart list? You guys most definitely should. It's, no. it's like Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. Oh, and they my just, mom loves that show. It's great. It's so it good. And, um, yeah, there was, you know, like it nowadays we call it the popcorn movies, you know, in, in, in Hollywood, but like Bollywood, all of it for the most part was popcorn from like the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. And I think that was like the height of this, like escapism, you know, it was like trying to prevent people from thinking too hard. And, and now maybe we're kind of going back into another direction of like, with the same thing of globalization, it's like become incentivized to tell real stories, to like think, have things be believable, you know, as opposed to just like, what's the most ridiculous thing, you know, like, I think I remember seeing this movie in Mumbai, like the, on premiere week, and it was just nuts. It was like, obviously slammed in there, right? And you know, like the... <laughs> The mall, like when you buy a ticket, you have access to entry into a world that for some people who are poor, that's like the only time that they're treated like human beings in, in a shopping mall, you know, like otherwise like they have security guards just kicking them out. They, they're like welcomed into a movie theater. And then you obviously have like the di- different tiers of class, you know, like in, in Indians movie theaters, they were doing that VIP seating from like way back. Like it was always tiered seating, you know, like. You get the comfy stuff in the back and then like the you know, stuff in the front was like kind of for the quote unquote refresh, you know, but you just, you kind of have everyone from all different like class circles and places in life, like watching this film and primarily like they're reaching for those people on the street. They're reaching for them to believe in this impossible thing. So, it, you know, I can't separate like my experience of seeing this movie for the first time like the cheering and like the craziness is like people were people were fully escaped they were escaping their lives and going into this movie you know it was was pretty crazy that is interesting i i've been thinking about this recently actually um i feel like sometimes certain bollywood movies are like denigrated but i almost feel like you know, like in our repressed culture and stuff like that, like the thing they understand is they they almost unlock through the exaggeration if you like start feeling the rhythm of the movie. And obviously, mm-hmm. like this is not a good example of it, but like there's certain movies that do it well. Um, mm-hmm. You feel like all sorts of emotions, like the sadness that's like totally. very, very deep. You feel that like the happiness. It's like all these emotions that you can't allow yourself to feel in day to day life. You feel in, like two and a half hours in, in a movie. And it's just, like, I think that's really cool, like that it unlocks yeah. that like that boundary. It's just what I what I think is that like it's so rare to find a director who's actually good at like Masala. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like they're using the yeah. some some of them are just using the tropes. Yeah. And like like this one, it's like a little paper thin, but there are other movies yeah. that do it really, really well. Like RRR is recently a good example. Yes. Of this, where you might not like 100%. it, but there's a yeah. certain maximalist like element to it that totally. it knows what it wants to be and it's good at what it wants to be. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a, it's just an art form, you know, like being escapist, like it's not an easy feat, you know, you really have to, yeah, share this whole range of emotion. It's like a, it's a language that it was, I think, very unique to Bollywood cinema. And, and now I think, you know, Hollywood is taking some notes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So next, next up on the categories, we usually talk about like, we have an award called, um 
the Johnny Lever Award for the most comedic character. <laughs> Johnny Lever's in this movie, but he's not funny for whatever reason. <laughs> he's like, like older and, you know. Yeah, he's just over it. And the funniest thing, she's not supposed to be a funny character. She's so annoying. Uh, but I think they were trying to make a cousin funny. But like yeah. I I hear Sonya in my nightmares now. Because she says it like Sonya, Sonya, Sonya. Like it's like happens like a hundred times. Yeah, and, I, and it literally makes me kill myself. And I think they're trying to make that funny. So those totally. are, I guess, are two choices. I don't know if there's another comedic character, but I don't think anybody could win this, in, in my opinion. No, no. It just makes me so sad that I can't give him the award, like his own award, because yeah. I just didn't find him funny yeah. in this movie, no. so um, even in the five minute cameo that he has. I'm sure. So I, I just so I wonder like if they thought it was going to be as big of a deal as it was, or like they had to really force him to be in the movie, they pulled in a favor. You know how rappers have like, they're always like, I was in the studio for 30 seconds and then I yeah. made a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. This is Johnny exactly. Lever in this role. Exactly. He gave a C <laughs> performance, made a bunch of money, yeah. you know, helped buy a yacht 16 somewhere. bars and then I'd be done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? I get why he did it. So the next category, it's maybe my favorite, is um, Con Swap. So this is going to be hard. Okay. But it's which character would you swap out of this movie to put in either Shah Rukh Khan, Salman Khan, or Amir Khan? I actually have a preface. I have a preface for this. And it's, it's funny because I'm in, in this podcast. I've been bleeding in a lot of my fun facts into the earlier parts. But Shah Rukh Khan was actually the number one choice for Rakesh Roshan. So and he said no because of other things that he was working on. The timing didn't work out. He couldn't get enough time to to be in this movie. Uh, so that's a funny little tidbit. The, the the second funny tidbit is we we were talking about how like Rithik Roshan is very buff and um like has that kind of masculine like good looks basically right. Salman Khan actually helped him train to buff up, mm. um, which sense. is such a random fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like Salman Khan like let. Rithik Roshan used his gym. He like supervised his training so that he would look really buff. Wow. Um, so those are my fun facts about these two. That is so interesting because like nowadays I feel like you know you remember that like Amir Khan movie and it was, that his video transformation video went viral because he like dungle. dungled yes and and like he had like a whole suite of trainers and like that's how things are done yeah. in Hollywood and Bollywood these days. But I'd imagine like yeah. back in the day like Salman Khan was like one of the few the few like Bollywood actors who had like under 10% body fat, maybe under even under 20% body fat, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then, you know, like Rithik just like surpassed him, you know, and like in terms mm -hmm. of physique, um, that's super interesting. Cause yeah, it, like Salman Khan most definitely is his prototype, but Rithik is just like way less douchey and creepy. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. in, to go back to your question and I'm just, it's like, maybe it's, maybe it's like a non, non answer because, it's like, I think it's like one of those things with, with like the matrix, you know, where they were considering Will Smith for Keanu Reeves role for Neo. Yeah. And that movie would have been completely different and it might not have meant the same thing that it did to like a new generation of moviegoers. And so mm -hmm. I think they could have just as easily had Shah Rukh Khan or I would have not watched if it was Salman Khan, uh, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, um, 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 Amir Khan, you know, the, the sweep of Khans, but, um, I think that it wouldn't have been nearly as like impactful at that time um, if it wasn't. Yeah. Like, you know. It would be really fun to switch out Anupam Kher though for uh, like Amir Khan or something. Because Anupam Kher, <laughs> at least the way I think about him, it's like India's dad. 
I just can't like really see him yeah. as the villain role. And even like in the beginning, yeah. it just feels like I, I don't know if it's the plot, but like even in the beginning, right when he rescues them, like literally mm-hmm. a second after he steps on the island, there's just a shot of his eyes staring at Rithik and Rithik is staring at him. It's like like a heat or something. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't buy this. Um, he's too friendly. He's too friendly. He's, he's too yeah, friendly. Yeah. So I wonder if you could put like Salman Khan or, or something else. But it would be weird that they're their dad. When I first uh, saw Anupam Kher, I forgot. I mean, I forgot most of the the characters in this movie. I saw Anupam Kher, and I didn't recognize at the at the beginning that he's the bad guy. And all I could think about was Kuchko Shotahe Anupam Kher, exactly. where he's like in love with the the teacher, and he's like yeah. dangling, and he's like all cutesy exactly. and stuff. And I was like. There's no way this is the bad guy of the film. I'm I sure he's just like, you know what? I want to show my acting range. You know, I can, I can do this. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was in yeah. Silver Linings Playbook too. He's also in the Big Sick. I think he's, he's like he's not only is he in he, he's not only is he Bollywood's dad. He's Hollywood's Indian dad as well. That's so. true. Any other creative choices before we make Aniket sing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we covered we covered most of it. All right, Aniket, I'll, I'll let you take away the skippable song category. Alrighty. Um, so, as the name suggests, the most skippable song um, is the song that none of us remember after we watched the film. Mm-hmm. Um, or that you fast-forwarded. In my opinion, I think... <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, I think there is only one song that will fit this category. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to go through the songs so our listeners know what the songs were if they don't remember. Um, so we'll start with the first one, which is Chand Sitar. And, and I apologize for my um, bad singing, but it's Chand Sitar Pular It's the, um, I feel like the, the highlight song um, in the very beginning. Then there's Pyar Ki Kashtime, which is Pyar Ki Kashtime. Which is the boat song when they sing it on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna skip the third song and move on to the fourth song just because I don't want to d- ruin the category result. Um, but there's obviously the, the title song, which is Kahona Piarhe, which I feel like everyone knows. Kahona There's <clears throat> the song that. Samir danced to when he was a kid, which is Ikapalkajina. Um there is I don't remember when this song was, but it's I think it's when second Rithik realizes that he's in love with Sonia. Um it's Natum Jano Naham na 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 na. Um there's Dilne Dilkopukara. How does that go? I don't remember off the top of my head. It's the it's in the it's the last song when he's on stage, um, and he's come back as Rohit. It's uh, maybe he'll come back to me. Um, but then there's the the Kahona Piarhe is repeated again, which is I feel like the, um, the yeah the motif of of the movie. But obviously Raj sings it again at the very end. Um, and the last song, which in my opinion I think is everyone's most skippable song, is the song that. Um, Sonia sings in the cruise ship right before Christmas, and it's Johnny Mun, Johnny Mun. Um, and my notes for this song were don't even remember how it went, <laughs> uh, so I couldn't sing it to you. And I just listened to the song two hours ago, so <laughs> off the, I mean, right off the bat, that's my most skippable song. Okay, I wouldn't disagree with you. I don't even remember that. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> I remember that. that whole part of the movie, to be honest. Yeah, the Christmas. Yeah. Um, uh, they, I will say, 
instead of skippable song, because this, I mean, we've talked about this already. The music is incredible in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite song? And I feel like that's an insanely hard question because there's so yeah. many great ones. I know I've been like a broken record here. I mean, Iqbal Kajina was obviously like, for me, it was like the more edgy song, you know, like if the, they, the radio people were like, okay, Kahuna Piara is the theme song. That's the single. That's like, that's the lead single. Everyone's going to like that. I think mm-hmm. Iqbal Kajina was like more experimental, took bigger swings sonically. They were trying to sound like house and sound like kind of like, underground music at a club but they kind of did it in a unique way and it made for its like own kind of sound you know i I thought it was like one of the edgiest things i'd heard in a bollywood movie yeah it's definitely a a very unique sound yeah Yeah. um and none of the other songs in this movie sound anything like that none of the none of the songs in that era sound Mm -hmm. anything like it so Mm -hmm. it definitely broke the barrier into a new music yeah i really like that song as well it's one of those movies, like uh, music videos too, where you like listen to the song and you can't not imagine the music video, like the that scene. Yeah. It's like really hard not to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I think my favorite song, and it, it's finally the song has come back to me, the song that I forget, didn't know how to sing. Um, it's... Uh, that was a huge song too. That was a huge yeah, song. Yeah, and I think that might be my favorite yeah. song. Um. And I think the reason it's my favorite song is, I mean, the song obviously is great in and of itself, but I remember when I was watching it today, um, I remember I had like this flashback of a memory and I was so shocked that Raj and Rohit both knew how to sing so well. Um, Because obviously Raj comes on and looks like Rohit and he's supposed to have this show to draw, draw out the bad guys. And he suddenly sings this song and you're like, wow. Like he's so talented. Like, how does he also know how to sing? Yeah. And I think that really stuck with me. I, I agree. Thinking like this is the worst. This is such a worst movie because they're different. Because they're like, there's no way. Like they look exactly the same. They both have two thumbs. They both sing well. They both like I like they. It's just there's too many similarities. Like, yeah. and they never found his body. I think you remember even like watching it the first time. I think that ma- the thing that made it so shocking was like you didn't really know until the end. Like, did this guy have a coma and he woke up and all of a sudden he's like, I don't know how he's rich, but he's just like rich all of a sudden. Is, you know, is this just like, it was almost like the reality of the situation or what the character actually was, was like sort of a letdown, but also just very, very bizarre, very Bollywood like soap opera style telenovela stuff where it's like you're a doppelganger you have this guy who literally walks around and is looks exactly like you and i could these movies i always think of like board meetings of like how they think about it they're like you know let's let's just make a four-hour movie about that like you know what if there's someone who looks exactly like you like around the world you know um but i think that the tee-up would be clear you know if they never found the dude's body then like he shows up and he's like, what the hell is going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. There's a um, Shah Rukh Khan Rishi Kapoor movie where I think, I don't remember which one is which, but one of them dies and then she falls <laughs> in love with someone else and the whole movie is about like, who should she pick? And it's a really wow. dumb melodrama, I think. <laughs> I like that idea. The idea is kind of yeah. interesting. Like, who, it is interesting. Whose loyalty I mean, are you supposed to have? Yeah. Um, all right. I... Uh, What's the last category here? Um, oh, Aniket, you have things you could be could be wrong about. 
I feel like I've talked to a, a, about a lot of fun facts over the course of this pod, but the most interesting one actually that I found was that this movie was added to the Guinness Book of World Records uh, in 2002 because it won the most number of awards of any movie ever. Um, which means that it, I think it won about like 92 or 94 awards itself for this movie. And I was, I, I mean, maybe rewatching it, I was just extremely shocked that like it had such an insane reception in India and probably globally that mm-hmm. it won, like it was a, it's a Guinness book of world record holder. And a cool thing about Rithik actually is he's the first person to win both a best debut actor as well as a Best Actor Overall Award. Wow. No other Bollywood star has ever won that award, hmm. um, or both of those awards, and he won it with this movie. That's amazing. Yeah, which is which is just a testament to how fantastic he was in the movie, um, that he came out in his first role. I mean, his dad didn't even want him to be in the role. His dad was just like, all right, screw it. Like, I'll put you in like, and make you the character, and he I mean, he lived up to so the name of Roshan. That's like the crazy thing is like with all this stuff, it's like, there's always going to be people who like say like, I knew that this person was going to be huge, right? 99% of people don't. And they just say it afterwards, you know? Yeah. But like if, if Rithik was my son, be like, this guy is going to be a superstar. You know, I need to put him in the film right now, you know? <laughs> um, but you know, I'm sure he's just like, ah, it's my son. You know, I don't know about this guy. I think, you know, like, <laughs> You know, and, and then at the end, it was like, I told you, you know, I told you he was, was going to be huge, you know. Um, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, that that when I read that, no, I was pretty shocked. Um, but the second one and the last one, unfortunately, is even more crazier. And this is one of those things where we could have a discussion about whether this is true or not. But um, due to the so I found this on IMDb Trivia. So I would hope it's been backed up, but due to the huge success of the movie, Rakesh Roshan was actually targeted by the mafia, um, like the Mumbai underworld, for foreign distribution rights of the film. And he was actually shot by the Mumbai underworld and survived um, because of, and I don't know the nitty gritty of what was going on and why they were angry about it, but it was truly purely because of foreign distribution rights of the film across the world. That's so nuts. I mean, people say that Bollywood is, is kind of sketchy and makes, makes Hollywood look like super lightweight. But I mean, this is probably just another confirmation of that. I'm just like, it's some shady stuff going on. There's a deep, (laughs) deep nepotism happening and some deep like power dynamics. So unfortunately I don't think that like, yeah, that doesn't fully like, it seems plausible. Yeah, it seems plausible to me. Um, all right, so next we we do top three. So Samir, you, you talked about this a little bit actually, but uh, do you have a top three ranking for your favorite Rithik movies? Um, like there's Koi Milgaya. I mean, I could list some, but I think you listed mm-hmm. most of them. There's Krish. There's Kabi Kushi mm-hmm. Kabi Gum. There's War. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'd say also Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum was was solid. Um. That would be my number two, probably. And then, I mean, I barely remember Koi Milgaya, but like, it's just hilarious. Like, I, I don't know what about it. it was they were trying to combine like too many things at once. Like, they were trying to do a Rain Man with ET, and it was like, I think it was a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that broke the spell a little bit. But 
um just for that has to be my number three i think (laughs) would you put this one as number one i think so just but it's like the significance of it you know for his career and everything yeah that's fair definitely what about you though what would you say i was gonna make you go first so i could think Damn. I'm looking at his filmography right now and making a decision. I was going to make a decision as you speak. Um, I could probably go into it though. Um, I think my number one, without a doubt, is in the Gina Maligi Dobara. I'm a huge Zoya Akhtar fan. Um, I mean, my brother knows this. I've probably seen, I probably see in the Gina Maligi Dobara once every three months just because I love that movie so much. And I think he has like a very, his character in that movie changes the most, in my opinion because it's he has like the most tangible um like realization i i don't want to speak for my brother but it's in my top three movies of all time bollywood movies okay so i I really enjoy him in that one uh and then number two (laughs) this is a funny one my brother my brother and i talk about this a lot but um rithik roshan has that maybe five minute cameo in dawn two really um yeah just he like shahrukh khan like I don't know if you like there's scenes where like the the main character like will put on a mask to pretend to be someone else like Mission Impossible does it and all this stuff um but in Dawn 2 he puts on a mask and it's the mask is a Rithik Roshan <laughs> and I think he is the best character in that whole movie um his like five minute cameo in that movie is is the best appearance of anything that happens in that I movie that. so I would definitely put that as number two it's like his audition <laughs> for James Bond like you just watch his scenes and it's yeah. really like charming yeah <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I think I, I would put Kabi Kush Kabi Gum as three, uh, just because of the nostalgia factor of it. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I do really like that movie and I grew up in the, it's very similar to this movie. The music is fantastic. Uh, it's pretty, um, and was that like his second movie after, because it was a year later and I, it, yeah, just I think it might've been it, a second. How interesting it is, right? Like that, I mean, he was like the breakout star, the heroine, what? What what is her name? The actress. She did she it's go on Michelle. to do many. Oh, was it Michelle? Amisha Patel. Oh, okay, yeah. she's pretty big then. Um, yeah. But I mean, th- then he goes with like the super hard hitters. Like the next one is like all the superstars combined into one family. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're part of us. Yeah. Now, you know. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've you've made it. Yeah. Yeah. A baton um, passing. I will give a special shout out. I will give a special shout out to Joda Akbar. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh, it's a, I and I haven't that. watched it in a long time because it's such a long mm-hmm. movie. But his performance in that is is that was good. unmatched. That was I mean, very good. It's a, it's a the movie itself is fantastic. He and Aishwarya Rai do an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do want to give a special shout out to that one as well. I just changed my list like six times while I was talking. Um, <laughs> I forgot he was in Zidagi Nabiligi Navarro. That's definitely my number one, I think. Uh-huh. And okay. uh, neither of you mentioned this, but Doom 2. He's, Ooh, yeah. he's inc- oh, incredible yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that was my like Iqbal Kajina because when he does yeah. that like song in the very beginning, I knew every... I did it at a New Year's party or something. Like I, I, <laughs> I love it. Dance, yeah. Uh, thank for that. Dance with that one. And that third one, I think. Oh God, it's so hard. I want to like this one is as good for like this is the star making performance, but I think I will pick Joe Dakbar because I feel like 
he does this like very interesting stoic like it's very unlike Rithik. It's almost like um he's he's cooking now, but he doesn't have to try. It's like the charisma just mm-hmm. emits emit, emits from his like persona. Whereas this one, mm-hmm. you could tell he's still learning the moves that he needs yeah. to go to. Like you mm-hmm. you're seeing Rithik like learn how to be a superstar in this movie, which is really cool. But I like that he's kind of fully formed and fully fledged in Sherlock first. So that'd be my number three. I love that. You guys are reminding me that I just need to start watch rewatching a lot of these movies because they're pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and my brother, I, I will say probably watch one if not two Bollywood movies a month. Mm-hmm. Most of those are rewatched. Yeah, um, many many times. So it's uh, you you gain a different perspective, I think, and I think I I definitely felt that this in this movie because it had been so long since I'd rewatched it. But you gain such a different sp- perspective of rewatching a movie um whether that be a year later two years later or 10 years later mm-hmm. i mean there's always something new you learn every time you watch a movie um and for people that watch movie and analyze movies yeah with the way uh, all three of us do um it's like it elevates the experience that much more mm-hmm. um so i love rewatching anything yeah. because i feel like every time you do you gain something new Most something definitely. you never noticed before Most definitely yeah i'm a fan of yeah. that yeah, that's that's our me and Anike's form of choice. So it, it's so interesting because music you hear so much, like it yeah. becomes like embedded within you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think about this, like where I'm like the first listen doesn't necessarily have to go deep within your heart. It just needs to get you to the other listen. But movies exactly. are so different in that way. Like most people don't. I, I didn't realize this yeah. until talking to people. Most people don't mm-hmm. rewatch movies. No, um, a lot of people don't. A lot of people so you don't, don't see that like comfort mm-hmm. seep in which is interesting totally very true so do you have do you have any final thoughts about about uh rithik um, roshan about the 2000s about bollywood about any it, anything it, this made me really happy it made me nostalgic um i have seen bollywood through a lens of like scrutiny and like trying to understand larger, you know, intellectual things about it. But at the end of the day, like at the core, it's about enjoying and escaping for better or for worse your problems. That's what, you know, movies are about in general. And um, it it's um, cool to just kind of like sit and enjoy them sometimes. So um, the the kid in me is like, is very excited right now. So thank you for having me on this thing. This is great. Yeah, of course. Any kid, any final thoughts? I, I had a great time. Yeah, it really opened my eyes. Uh, yeah, no, I I had a blast. Really, thanks for having me. And um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I look forward to hearing and hearing more episodes now.